Coming up on today's federal newscast, the House passes its version of the National Defense Authorization Act, but only one side gave it the okay, though. A ruling in the case involving the Defense Department's $10 billion cloud computing contract. And the White House is hoping to make it easier for federal employees to withhold their union dues. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The House passes its version of the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill by a vote of 220 to 197. The vote was split largely on party lines, with Republicans voting against it. They took issue with the bill only authorizing $733 billion for defense spending. The Senate version authorizes $750 billion for defense. The top-line authorization funding will need to be settled in conference. A paid family leave program for federal employees was included in the House's defense bill. Federal employees would receive up to 12 weeks of paid leave for the birth or adoption of a child or to care for a sick family member. The bill would also block the proposed merger of the General Services Administration and Office of Personnel Management. The Senate-passed version of the defense policy bill does not include these provisions. And the House NDAA also reverses White House restrictions on transgender people in the military. An amendment introduced by Representative Jackie Speer permits all of those who can meet gender-neutral occupational standards to join the military. A federal court sides with the Pentagon in the long-running legal fight over its $10 billion cloud computing contract. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The Court of Federal Claims hasn't explained its rationale yet. That's still to come in a forthcoming written opinion. But the court found the government was within its rights to impose criteria that excluded all but two vendors from the competition. It also rejected Oracle's claim that the procurement was tainted by conflicts of interest involving Amazon Web Services. No word yet from Oracle on whether it'll appeal the ruling. The Pentagon plans to award the contract to either AWS or Microsoft by the end of next month. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Despite recent reports on their shortcomings, the IRS will hire an additional 200 private debt collectors by 2020. The program brought in more than $82 million in 2018. IRS officials told Congress it's on track to collect $114 million by the end of this year. This comes after national taxpayer advocate Nina Olson and the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration found private debt collectors barely brought in enough revenue to cover their costs in recent years. The Justice Department will get direct higher authority to bring on specialized staff needed to respond to the opioid crisis. The Office of Personnel Management says the authority will help justice streamline the hiring process at the U.S. Attorney's Office, the Criminal Division, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. President Trump declared the opioid crisis a public health emergency and announced a multi-agency effort to address it back in 2017. OPM previously issued direct higher authorities to the Department of Homeland Security, Health and Human Services, and state to respond to the emergency. There will be several new workforce engagement pilots at the State Department following a 16-month hiring freeze early in the Trump administration. Carol Perez, Director of Human Resources, told the House Foreign Affairs Committee the agency has launched a study looking at barriers to diversity in its senior career ranks. The agency is also moving its Foreign Service exit surveys online and is looking at ways to prove employee retention. The Secret Service is working on a facial recognition pilot just outside of the White House. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The pilot looks to match images of Secret Service employees who have volunteered for the pilot as they move around the grounds of the White House. 
Joseph DiPietro, the Secret Service's chief technology officer, said the systems won't store data on random passersby who don't match the descriptions of the volunteers' faces. The agency launched the pilot last December and will conclude the project in August. The agency retains 30 days' worth of images at a time and will delete all of its images at the end of the pilot. I'm Jory Heckman. Veterans Affairs appointed its first-ever artificial intelligence director. Gil Altarovitz will lead a variety of AI projects at the VA. He's currently leading a sprint within the department to develop new digital tools and apps that leverage federal databases at VA and other agencies. Altarovitz was a Presidential Innovation Fellow within the Department of Health and Human Services and helped draft the White House's National AI Strategic Plan. The Trump administration is considering ways to make it easier for federal employees to stop paying union dues. The Federal Labor Relations Authority and OPM are looking for feedback on existing law that governs federal employees' payments to their unions. The agencies say a 2018 Supreme Court decision opens up existing law to new interpretation. Federal employees currently can change their union payments about once a year. They are not required to be active dues-paying members. Another agency and its workforce join the battle over telework. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The EPA is a week into a sharp new limit on telework, and Local 238 of the American Federation of Government Employees isn't happy about it. Union leaders tell E&E News the change was not part of bargaining in a new contract it says EPA management imposed. They say many of the union's 8,000 EPA employees must scramble to make new schedules and new child care arrangements. The new rule limits telework to one day per week. I'm Tom Temin. And the National Treasury Employees Union is urging senators to oppose the president's general counsel nominee for the Federal Labor Relations Authority. Catherine Byrd will begin her confirmation process next week. NTU says Byrd sat on the team of negotiators from the Department of Health and Human Services. HHS took its conflict with NTU to the Federal Service Impasses Panel after months of failed contract negotiations. NTU says Byrd does not give the union confidence she'll make impartial or legally sound decisions if confirmed to the FLRA. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Music